previously on Uncharted Territory. Let's not waste any time here, I said. I'll explain everything on the way back to the house, but it's dangerous to stay in here. Confirming nod, the new woman said. I will accompany you. And so, we gained another NPC. This is episode 10. The world is doomed. Let's engage in sexual activities. The walk back to the house was one filled to the brim with as many questions as possible from the new scientist. I didn't even get to ask her any questions of my own, not even what her name was. I probably answered somewhere around 150 questions by the time we made it back. Where are we? Why are we here? What is happening? What is this world? What are those slimy things? Why do you have a chainsaw? What is a video game? What are RPG stats? Average civilians have their own computers? Why does this woman have canine features? Why do things break into far smaller items when broken? What year is it? Those were examples of just some of the questions she asked, and those didn't include follow-up sub-questions. She made sure to get as many details as possible from me, too. It was extremely one-sided, but I couldn't blame her. If I was in her shoes, I'd be doing the exact same thing and asking as many questions as possible. Heck, I already was in her shoes before with the entities, basically. I would ask them far more questions if I was able to. So, even though I had to answer questions until my mouth was dry, I had no problem with it. And eventually, we did make it back to the house. I was spared from questions just a couple minutes before. I could hear the sound of a door being opened and closed over and over again, until I shouted, We're back! as I walked through the opening in the wall. Guide was quick to come running out of the house like an excited dog whose master just came home. She was so cute and clingy at times. But then, when she actually got to cling, she was in full control. Guide was even quicker to wrap her arms around me for a hug. <laughs> Miss me that much? I asked her. Who said anything about me missing you? Guide teased, whispering into my ear. I just know that you must have missed me so much that it hurt, so I came out here to give you some service. Ah, right. It's me who missed you. Definitely not the other way around. That's right. I didn't miss you at all. Uh, is that why you're so happy that I can feel you shaking? <laughs> Poor player. You must have hit your head while you were gone and are imagining things. Sounds like you need another couple days worth of rest in bed with me tending to you the whole time. I sighed. She won. I've missed you in your desperate attempts to get me into bed. Guide finally gave up her act and chuckled. <laughs> I've missed you too, player. Welcome home. We then kissed for a quick moment before she let go of me to go target the next member of our relationship. And you, ninja! She shouted, running toward her target and throwing herself onto the other woman. Uh, Lady Guide? Ninja asked. I'm over here. Guide looked up from the woman she was just nuzzling her face against the neck of and saw Ninja and Mimic standing in the back. At that point... Ninja's ears and tail were both drooping pretty sadly. Guide then looked down at the woman she was on top of 
and saw our newest acquaintance. It was rare seeing Guide get flustered and blush like she did when she realized what was going on. I believe you have mistaken me for the other woman, the scientist said. I... I can see that, Guide replied. Sorry about that. I wasn't paying attention and didn't expect Player to bring another woman home today, so... I understand. It felt pretty awkward watching them, but that just made it all the more enjoyable since Guide was its initiator. It was funny to see her be awkward instead of cool for once. After the initial confusion, Guide made sure to pamper and spoil Ninja far more than usual to cheer her up after accidentally mistaking another woman for her. Ninja cheered up eh, pretty much instantly, but that didn't stop Guide from continuing the pampering as we went inside. Now, inside, Ninja and Guide sat off to the side, where the latter was spoiling and cuddling the former, and Mimic served as their chair. As for me and our new guest, we sat at the usual table. All right, I said. It's my turn to ask some questions. Sound good? Nod, the scientist replied. First, what should I call you? Do you remember your name? I do not. However, if the ninja is called ninja, the other woman is guide, and you are player, then it sounds as if we are being named after the roles we play. In that case, I believe my name should be Scientist. I wasn't sure if that was because she was literally replacing an NPC named Scientist, or if she came to that conclusion completely on her own. But it did help her fit in with the rest of us, so it was fine. All right. But just know, you don't have to try and fit in with the naming scheme or anything. It fits. It is also efficient. I like it. The world would be a more efficient place if we were known by our titles. In the case of duplicate titles, one can attach a number to it, such as Scientist 1 and Scientist 2. There was something else that I noticed about her. She was basically... emotionless. There was zero emotion whatsoever in her voice, and her face never showed any signs of emotion either. Not back at the lab, not during her questioning of me, and not now. No emotions nor expressions whatsoever. I think people might complain about that being dehumanizing, I said. Disappointed sigh. People often complain about efficiency regardless of how beneficial it is. All right. I have more serious things to ask, but there's something else I have to ask first. Sorry if it's rude or anything, but what's with the way you say nod or sigh instead of just doing it? Nodding requires too much effort, but a nod is occasionally an appropriate response to what somebody says, so I inform them of my decision to nod without actually nodding. It is far more efficient as far as energy expenditure goes. Off to the side, Guide, Ninja, and Mimic all looked like they had no idea what she was talking about. But I spent all my free time playing video games, so I was used to some pretty unique personalities. Besides, all I really cared about was getting an answer to sate my curiosity. It didn't have to be a rational answer or anything. Makes sense. I said, then... It... 
does? Scientists asked, her eyes just slightly more open than before, though her voice was still just as monotone. Well, with the way you explained it, it does. Did you expect me to not get it? Nod. I'm used to my colleagues struggling to understand my behavior. I expected you to reply like, that makes no sense, or that's childish, act like an adult, or are you stupid? Sometimes even, is there something wrong with your brain? Responses like those were within my expectations. A simple understanding was not. You're kind of like a robot, I blurted out. But right after saying that, I realized it could be seen as rude. So I waved my hands and said, what, what, what I mean is... But I cut myself off when I saw the most life in the woman's eyes yet. There was even a hint of a sparkle. So I think she liked it. A robot? Does my behavior really elicit such a comparison? Y yeah. Is... That a good thing? Thumbs up. Robots are cool. I wish I could be one instead of a human. Robots don't get tired and don't get cramps. They are very efficient. Then in that case, you're the most robotic person I've ever met. Excited smiling. The corners of her lips curled upward so subtly that I would have had no idea she was smiling if it weren't for her own self-narration. I looked over at the others again. While they might have looked confused before, Ninja was the only confused one left, as she kept tilting her head from side to side to try and understand. Then there was Guide, who was staring at scientists as if she just met an adorable puppy. Then, once Guide noticed me looking at her, she nodded, pointed at me and scientist, and then made a circle with one hand to thrust the finger from her other hand into it. I returned my focus to scientist and asked, So, how much do you remember? I know Ninja forgot most of her memories, but can still remember some bits and pieces. Guide uh, didn't really exist before now, so she doesn't have memories from before this place, and I remember everything. I can tell there are gaps in my memory, scientist said, but I remember some things. I looked at Guide and asked, can you take notes for us? I don't know if her memory might fade or anything, so let's learn as much as we can while we can. Got it, Guide replied, getting her book ready. I looked at scientist again and said, I hope you don't mind a bit of an interrogation. Excitement. I have always wanted to be interrogated, scientist answered. You have? Yes. Who works for a secret organization without fantasies of being captured and interrogated? Guide spoke up and said, She has good taste in fantasies. I sighed and told Guide, I'm not sure her fantasies are sexual like yours. No, they are, scientist explained. This is the part where you tie me down to the table and perform perverse acts on my body as a means of interrogation. Even though I plan on sharing the information in the first place, I refuse it first so that the perverted torture can continue. Excited arousal. Guide couldn't have looked more smug after hearing that. I'm not going to torture you, 
I said. I was just trying to lighten the mood a little by making a joke about the interrogation. Oh, scientist said. Disappointment. So you narrate your emotions, too? Yes. Stating my emotions is more efficient than showing them. Not everybody is capable of reading human body language at efficient levels. To maximize the amount of people who are capable of understanding my intent, it is best to state my emotions. Makes sense. Anyways, let's get back to the questions. Sorry, but I have forgotten all of my memories now. You got distracted and took too long to ask me questions. Playful joke. Somehow, I think adding playful joke to the end made it funnier than if it was said on its own. See? The narration of one's emotions and intent is extremely efficient. I'm not sure we're on the same page, but I'll roll with it. We already know you don't know your name. But do you know your birthday? No. But I know that I'm at least an adult. Her answer reminded me of one of those warnings at the start of a game or story, telling people that all characters were 18 or older. Uh, do you know what year it was when you were frozen? I believe it was in the early 80s. Wait, are you even from Earth? Yes. However, given the current situation and the fact that the woman over there is clearly not a human from Earth... I would advise against making the assumption that we are from the same Earth. There may be different timelines or universes at play. Good idea. But just for reference, if you're from the 80s, then it's been about 40 years since then. I see. Has there been a female president yet? Uh, nope. Then I assume the world is still hardly held together. Fair assumption. She was pretty funny. Even when she wasn't trying to be. What about the Cold War? Oh, uh, ended in the 90s. Who won? Well, the Soviet Union collapsed, and Russia became a joke who's only good for threatening to use nukes like North Korea, so I'd say the West won. Great amusement and nationalistic pride. But we're getting off topic. I can catch you up on history later. Or at least my timeline-slash-universe's version of history. Can you tell me more about the organization you worked for? Scientist paused for a moment, but then said, It should be fine. The fact that any of this is happening is evidence that the containment protocol failed, and our annihilation is effectively guaranteed. Where should I begin? From the start, with as much as you can. Custodis Humanitatis. To put things in an efficient manner... It is a global organization with the purpose of discovering, containing, and studying the entities. I cannot remember how long it has been active for, but I can tell you it has been at least several centuries. I guess that makes you the secret organization Dungeon Master mentioned. What can you tell us about the entities? The entities are what some would claim to be supernatural beings while others assume they simply have a nature explainable by science that we cannot comprehend yet. Regardless of what they are, they feature capabilities that transcend what should be possible by our understanding of the universe and its laws. Some are destructive, some mundane, and some even benevolent. And from what I've been able to gather, you number them. Or do they use those numbers on their own? We number them. 
It is how we categorize them. The lower the number, the more primal or powerful and older they are. They were previously numbered going by when they were discovered, but we switched to categorizing them based on their potential threat to humanity in the 60s. It was very inefficient to change the categorization system in such a way, but it happened before my employment, so I had no say in the matter. Can you remember any of them? I should know most of them, but I can only remember nine. That was the one we saw in the video before. What do you remember about them? If entities can be destructive, mundane, or benevolent, then he is destructive. All he cares about are his experiments, and everything he does is in service to them. But that is all I remember. Ah, wait. I remember that he and a group of other entities belong to what they consider an order, but I cannot remember the specific details of it. All I remember is that their order exists. I should have figured that any answers I got were only going to leave me with even more questions. Maybe this is a bit blunt or something, but if you captured these entities and knew they were destructive, why didn't you kill them? Or, or cover them with cement or something? Cement could not be made with the material needed to contain them, and we have tried to kill them. Most are immortal and will recover from any harm done to them. The one time we succeeded in successfully killing an entity, we covered it up as a test for a nuclear warhead. You had to use a nuke to kill them? No. The explosion was the aftermath of destroying them. Oh. Nod. The facility and all personnel were lost. We also believe the other entities held there survived, as we managed to find and recapture some of them later. So, what I'm getting from this is that the entities are basically magical and invincible, and they require a special material to hold them, since concrete on its own isn't good enough? Yes, but I cannot remember details of the material. I only remember that it was incredibly rare and used for the containment of destructive entities, giving it a value high enough that the entire world economy could not afford a single ounce of it had it been for sale. Oh. Nod. Unfortunately, I do not believe there is much else worth telling you about Custodis Humanitatis. I doubt you are interested in knowing about my salary and job benefits. Learning about people with good salaries and benefits only makes people even more depressed from my time, so let's play it safe. Concerned confusion. Let's just say the economy went to shit. Empathetic nod. Scientists then looked over at Guide and Ninja and asked me, Is it normal for men from your time to have multiple lovers? While I might have been used to having two girlfriends already... It was still a bit embarrassing to have that exposed to somebody else. After all, what would a random new person think of that? Hearing that somebody had one girlfriend was normal. Hearing that somebody had more than one girlfriend would probably result in suspicion. So I scratched the back of my head and said, uh, It's not normal, but as long as everybody consents, it's fine. But that's not... well... Dating conventions aren't really why we're together anyways. 
You see, in the original game, you got bonus stats for being in relationships with the NPCs and marrying them, so- Hey! Guide spoke up. Don't make it sound like we're only together for the stats. You don't even get them yet. Ninja then joined in by saying, I have chosen to dedicate myself to my lord because of how brave and incredible he is, and because he accepts me for who I am. Plus, he's cute. That is also true. And hot. Ninja nodded along. And has a huge dick. Lady Guide? Guide chuckled to herself before waving a hand in front of her and saying, Don't worry, player. Even if you didn't have it, I'd still, uh... And there it was. Guide tried to say that she loved me, so she froze up for a moment before pounding her fists against her thighs. Wow, Guide, I see how it is, I teased. You wouldn't still love me if it was smaller. That's not what I meant, Guide shouted. And you know it. You know exactly what I was trying to say. You're so shallow. My feelings are hurt. I thought that you were better than this. Guide had the smile of a madwoman on her face. Just remember, player, every time you tease me, I'll be repaying you a hundred times over for it. I'll look forward to it. That was when scientists spoke up to say, Impressed. Blatantly flirting and speaking of such personal and sexual topics in front of somebody you only recently met. You both must be narcissists, with no care for your surroundings, individuals who have never learned tact, or are so into one another that you cannot resist PDA. Uh, Let's go with that last one, I said. What he said. Guide agreed. I see. Scientist said. All right. I will be your girlfriend as well. If I was drinking something, I probably would have spit it out when I heard that. My next reaction was to look at Guide. What? Guide asked me. I didn't even try pushing her yet, and I was going to wait a while since you wanted me to after Ninja. Ninja's ears twitched when she heard her name. She was too cute. But also, Guide had a point. Unlike with Ninja, Guide didn't try pushing scientists into a relationship with us right away. Scientists just straight up offered, almost right away. Are... are you sure? I asked her, unable to believe it could really be that simple. Nod, scientists said. I suspect you will question my motives rather than accept my statement as is, so allow me to explain. To begin with, this is the most efficient method to achieve our goals. Marrying me will help you grow stronger in the future, yes? Then we need to get married as soon as possible. In addition to that, you rescued me, and becoming your lover will be the most effective way of repaying you for- You don't have to repay me for that, I said. And the marriage thing can probably just be a a technical marriage. But seriously- You don't owe me anything. I didn't save you to get anything out of you. I saved you because it was the right thing to do. It'd be fucked up if I only saved you because I wanted something from you. It is inefficient if you interrupt me. Hearing that actually made me feel pretty rude. Sorry. I just wanted to make sure you understood that I'm not trying to get anything out of you. 
And even if purely technical marriage made you uncomfortable, I wouldn't make you do that either. I understand. Allow me to say what I believe is the most important motive then, which I was going to say for last, but I see now that I should have brought it up first. This is more proof that efficiency reigns supreme. The one time I decided to save the most important point for last for dramatic effect, it resulted in a misunderstanding. Don't... don't be too hard on yourself? I couldn't tell if she was actually being hard on herself or not, since she seemed totally emotionless. But still. I desire a lover. You are the most suitable candidate. Therefore, I request that you allow me to be your girlfriend. That's a better reason. But are you sure? I mean, we might be able to get out of here, or, or maybe find somebody else. Plus, we only just met. One. There is no reason to believe we will ever escape. Two, even if there were others, I would still choose you. You, saved me, have been nothing but kind, are looking out for me, even now. Have a nice face. Have outstanding references going by how your current girlfriends look at you. And, according to Guide, you are capable of satisfying in the bedroom. It's true, Guide said. Her arms crossed over her chest as she nodded. She was always good at flustering me. Though I was already starting to feel pretty flustered just from the flurry of praise that scientists tossed at me. And also, scientists continued, I do not want to be alone. You have been accepting of my mannerisms thus far, while most would have already grown tired of me. I know that the efficient method of achieving a lover before would have been to change myself, but I love efficiency. Feeling like I needed to change who I was and loved to be for the love of another hurt me. For the first time, there was some emotion shown on Scientist's face as she looked downward and frowned ever so subtly. Sorrowful disappointment. You... You don't have to say it. I can see it. Her frown disappeared and her eyes widened, but barely. You can? Well, I'll admit that it's a bit hard to read you, but as long as I pay attention to you, I can see some changes. Nobody has ever read me before. Even as a child, I recall my parents growing frustrated over not understanding me. Then I'll just stare at your face until I can read even the tiniest of twitches. I heard a guide giggle a little off to the side, prompting me to look over there. Guide looked like she thought that was pretty amusing, but Ninja just looked impressed and in awe of my determination. Guide's reaction was probably the more normal one. Right after I said it, I did feel... kind of lame and potentially a little creepy. After all, who would want to have their face stared at so much? Good idea, scientists said. The most efficient way for you to learn to read me will be to spend as much time as possible watching me. It may be embarrassing for me at times, but efficiency is more important than my embarrassment. This is also efficient in deepening my feelings for you. Not only are you choosing the most efficient path to read me better, but you are doing it for my sake, 
further confirming you are the best choice for a partner. Scientist held her sleeve-covered hand over the table. I am looking forward to optimizing our future together. Her focus on efficiency was, admittedly, a bit strange, but also adorable. So I reached forward and grabbed her hand through her sleeve. All right, I'll look forward to it. And, for another rare show of emotion, the end of her lips subtly curled upward. Immense joy and gratitude. <laughs> If a tiny little smile is enough to make you feel immense joy and gratitude, then I'm going to have to try and make you grin from ear to ear someday. I believe that is impossible, but you may try if that is your prerogative. So, Guide shouted out, this means you're our new girlfriend too, right? Scientist looked at Guide and asked, Is that what it means? I am not sure how such relationships work but if entering into a relationship with him means that I have entered into one with you as well, then that is an acceptable condition. The more participants, the faster I will be able to gather experience and perform tests to maximize my efficiency in being a good partner. Guide looped an arm around Ninja's shoulders and said, Yep, that's what it means. We're a package deal here. Three for the price of one is a pretty good deal, isn't it? Nod. It is very efficient. Ninja then spoke up and said, I... I am looking forward to being your partner as well, Lady Scientist. Nod. Thank you for welcoming me. And thank you for helping to rescue me in the lab. I let out a sigh of relief seeing everybody get along so easily. I had no idea if it would continue to be easy as we... Probably, inevitably, found more former NPCs who wanted to join the relationship, so I was going to be sure to appreciate it for its simplicity while it lasted. Though, I really didn't expect to go from being single to having three girlfriends in about a week. My only regret was that I couldn't spend all my time with every single one of them, just being lazy and hanging out. There was too much to prepare for and investigate. I couldn't just sit around and be lazy with them. But were we even really in a relationship if we didn't do relationship things? Aside from having sex, kissing and cuddling, we didn't do anything that people in a normal relationship would do, like dates and stuff. It was probably stupid of me to worry about that sort of thing when there were so many other things to worry about, but I wanted to be a good boyfriend. I don't want him to feel like I was just using them for sex and future bonus stats. After defeating the zombie Goliath, there wouldn't be any more bosses in the forest biome, but the forced spawn counter would keep counting down for all the other biomes. Even so, there'd be at least a week before having to worry about any other forced timers and I could probably take a day out of that to just spend it with guide, ninja, and scientists by taking them out on a date, or something equivalent to one. It'd probably be best for my mental health to do that, too. If I didn't do it, I'd end up feeling guilty, and focusing strictly on survival was going to burn me out. So, guide spoke up. Since she already threw herself into a relationship with us, and she's going to be exposed to it before long anyways, how about we go into the bedroom? 
And this doesn't count as pressuring her, since she already accelerated things on her own. I felt my cheeks burn a bit hotter as I turned to look at Guide. You can't just... We only just met her, and she only just became our girlfriend. Even if she's the one who initiated it, we should still wait and... Excited agreement, scientists said. Partaking in sexual activities is part of being in the type of relationship I have always desired, and we do not know how much time we have left in this world, so it would be optimal to engage in such activities as soon as possible. Are... are you sure? Yes. However, as I understand, consent is necessary for such activities. I am willing to wait if I do not have your consent. It's not that I don't consent. It's just, you know, this is going really fast. Are you sure? Nod. You will retain my consent regardless of how many times you ask me that. Great! Guide cheered, hopping off for Mimic and bringing Ninja with her. Mimic, guard the house for us. We're going to be in the bedroom for a bit. Mimic tried hopping into the bedroom as well, but Guide stopped it. No, stay out here and guard the house. We're going to be doing naughty things too indecent for an innocent chest like you to see, all right? Mimic slouched forward before hopping over to the front door to stand guard. Amused giggle, scientists said. This world may be doomed to destruction. But it is entertaining. You're not wrong about the entertaining part, I said. But let's hope you're wrong about the doomed part. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday... We'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, tweet at us at utpod-we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.